Are you thinking about moving to China? Then this video is perfect for you as we share advice on what to expect when moving to China. We are James and Kelly, and we lived in China for four years. We moved in 2019 as English teachers and not knowing what to expect. So we made this video to help make your move to China a little bit easier. Moving to a new country can be really overwhelming, so we wanted to give you this advice to make moving to China a little bit easier. But why only keep the advice to us? We decided to ask a few other YouTubers who have been living in China from a year to over five years to share some of their advice. Come here expecting anything to happen. Find your own little sacred space. Stack them coins before you come to China. People are photocopying all of your stuff. You should have a basic knowledge of Chinese language. These malls are kind of inconspicuous at times. When we first moved to China four years ago, we didn't know what to expect, which means we were really unprepared when we arrived. When moving to a new country, you're gonna have to think about the startup costs. China is a relatively inexpensive place to live, but there are quite a few startup costs that you're gonna need to think about. Let's hear from Elise about what she has to say about startup costs when moving to China. I wanted to give you guys a big piece of advice for those who are interested in moving to China, and that is stack them coins before you come to China because contrary to popular belief you are going to need quite a bit of startup money when you first move to China. China is a relatively affordable country especially if you are coming from the US or the UK. Renting an apartment in China is much cheaper than renting one in the US where I'm from or the UK or other Western countries but the thing is when you first move into an apartment in China it is extremely common for the landlord to ask you to give five months rent up front. So basically you need to pay three months rent up front, one month deposit, and then like the agent fee for the person who helped you to find the apartment. And that is because in China, it is common practice not to pay your rent every single month, but to pay your rent every three months. So that first time where you sign the lease, you are signing off a big chunk of money. So I would say if you're moving to a first year city like Beijing, Shanghai, or Guangzhou, you're going to need three, $4,000 to have enough money to pay all of that upfront and then have money to, you know, get your Wi-Fi and your water and your electricity and your cell phone and your bank account and all of those things set up. So I know that three to $4,000 may come as a shock to you, but the reality is rent in first tier cities tends to be expensive. The average rent for a one bedroom studio in a nice area with nice amenities and close to the subway is gonna cost about 600 US dollars. So that's $600 times the five months that you need to pay up front, and that's $3,000, which is a hefty chunk of change. Yeah, I know that that was probably a much higher amount than you were expecting to hear in terms of startup money, but there is a silver lining. Lots of teaching and non-teaching jobs will offer a startup loan to new employees who are coming over to China for the first time. Usually they will give between like 10 
and 20,000 UN that will help you cover all of the fees for renting an apartment. And then within the first three months, they will like deduct that loan from your salary. When you are job hunting and talking to HR people here in China, make sure you 100% ask if they offer a startup loan. If you do not have three to four to five to six thousand dollars to bring to China straight away. We definitely wish we were a little bit more prepared for the startup costs when moving to China. But we want to add one more thing to that list, which is an independent mode of transportation. We suggest buying an e-bike if you're going to live in a big city. An e-bike is battery powered and a new one costs around 3,000 RMB or more. You can also buy one secondhand for a little bit cheaper. Up next is John, who's going to tell us what to expect about your privacy in China. Something I would consider before moving to China is that you definitely lose a sense of privacy. Some of that feels great and very safe, like cameras on the streets and all of that, but some things don't feel great. When you go to the bank and transfer money, like a lot of people are around, they're looking at your paperwork and it just feels really awkward because everybody's in your business and you have to show proof of all of the taxes that you've paid and people are photocopying all of your stuff and it just feels so different. So I think be prepared for that. Also, I work in the service industry and each year you have to get a medical test and during that medical test it can feel a little strange, maybe a little invasive where they're doing ultrasounds of you in kind of a public room. You do have to do in some cases like an anal swab with a Q-tip. <coughs> which is super weird and I've never heard and I'm still not positive why you have to do it but you know you still got to do it and so that you can do in private but you still have to like submit it and it's just like all of your medical info is just randomly in China. I think that kind of stuff is something that you should just be prepared for because it definitely is different than at least the US where I'm from. Going to the bank is one of our least favorite things to do, as we know it could take several hours. But before you go to the bank for the first time, make sure you go and get your Chinese cell phone number. When you go, you'll need to bring your passport and possibly some other documents, as different places need different things. The next advice comes from Melissa, who's going to tell us about the malls here in China. One of the first things that I noticed when arriving here in China was the plethora of giant Western style malls and these malls are kind of inconspicuous at times they could be in a high-rise and you would have no idea that they're even there but as soon as you walk in it's got basically everything that you need um, including typically always either on the very top floor or in the basement is the the food court so when going into these malls it was kind of just I don't know it made me feel kind of at home because I knew a lot of the stores that I was seeing. Another really cool thing about these malls is that they have a lot of options for child entertainment. So games or activities or stores. For some reason, there's typically always an entire floor that is dedicated to this. And that was really surprising to me, just the amount of activities geared towards small children. Now I have teenagers, so my kids don't do that. But one of the wonderful things about China is the safety. And so my teenagers, they can go walk over to our nearest mall, walk around, 
I'm not worried. They can hop on the Metro and it's just, it's really, really nice. I'm from America. So when we arrived here, we had been told that it was very safe for kids, especially. And I, I feel that I can honestly say that that is, that's definitely a true thing. If you come here and you need anything, just head to one of the local malls. I guarantee you, you will probably be able to find what you need. Heading to your local mall is probably one of the most helpful things that you can do when you first move to China. But China is an online society, so you are going to need to have WeChat and Alipay downloaded so you can pay for things. You can pay with cash, but they might look at you a little funny. If you want to pay with WeChat or Alipay, make sure you have your Chinese bank account added to it. There are a few other apps that you might be interested in getting, such as Dianping or Taobao. Click the link in the description below to go to our blog to find out all the useful apps that will help you in China. Now let's go to Aaliyah as she shares ways to get special products that might not be as easy to find in China. A lot of the products in China are whitening products and it's not the best for people of color. Remember that there are ways to get different products for your skin. They may not be sold in the typical drugstore or at the mall or wherever that you typically would buy these things from your home country. These are things that we're gonna have to be able to buy through individual sellers. Even on Taobao, you can actually find on Taobao different sellers that will send things from abroad, things from the States, things from Canada, just things from the Western side of the world. You can still get products shipped and delivered here. It might cost you a pretty penny. It really depends on what you're looking for. However, I've been able to find products like Shea Moisture, Anti Jackies, Cantu products, different things like that that have really worked for my skin and hair and just allowed me to maintain my hair routines, which is such a blessing because when I first got here, I did not think that would be the case. Here I have different contacts where there are individuals that I know that can get products from overseas that are perfect for my curly hair, that's perfect for my skin. I can get cocoa butter, I can get um, shea butter, I can get all these really great products that I would use back home and I can use them here on my skin and on my face and in my hair. Finding certain things in China can take quite a bit of time. Lucky for me, the only thing I needed help finding was some good deodorant. We suggest joining WeChat groups to help you find the certain items you need. In order to join these groups, just ask your coworkers or other expats living in your area. There are tons of groups that you can join from finding certain items to also events and things to do. Now let's listen to Ben's advice about trying to plan what you do here in China. In the West, I've noticed we like to plan and schedule our meetings. If I go to America, where I'm from, usually it takes two or three weeks to schedule a, a coffee or a lunch with a friend. In China, I think they're a lot more instantaneous about these relationships. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but you just got to recognize that a friend might ask you out of the blue, you know, hey, you want to do dinner tonight? And uh, as Westerners, I think we tend to plan or want to plan a little bit more and put on our calendar and expect it, but you don't always get that notice as a foreigner. And so you have to have a little bit more grace for that. And sometimes you can say, no, sorry, I got something going on. Sometimes you're gonna to have to be a little bit flexible and say, oh, wow, my boss just invited me out to a work dinner that I had no idea what was going on. So be prepared to have a little less preparation in your life, a little less planning. There's a little bit more spontaneity and flexibility, I'd say, in the Chinese culture, because I think they value relationship over scheduling. Both James and I relate so much to what Ben has said. 
We are super spontaneous in our planning and it has made for some great memories. We always asked our friends the day of if they wanted to go out or we would always make last minute weekend trips. This made our time living in China so much more enjoyable. Now let's listen to Sarika as she shares some advice that's going to really help you when moving to China. If you are moving to China, my advice would be you should have a basic knowledge of Chinese language. Yes, if you have a basic knowledge, then it is very easy to communicate with the local people. If you are living in metro cities like Shanghai, Beijing, then you may find lot of people who speaks English. Maybe the rural cities, there you might need Chinese. You need to communicate with people in Chinese language not with English language. So if you have a basic knowledge of Chinese, then it would be the plus point. You can explore China, you can talk with the local people. And yes, you can do a lot of things if you have a basic knowledge. I'm not saying you should be pro on that. If you do not know Chinese, you can come here, you can join the classes. There are a lot of Chinese classes. You can join those classes and learn the Chinese and explore the China. China is very beautiful. But if you get a local touch, then you it would be the plus. Learning basic Chinese has added so much to our experiences here in China. It has helped us with our traveling, giving directions, and ordering food. You can start learning Chinese on apps before you arrive. But when you get here, we recommend getting a Chinese tutor. When we first arrived, we started lessons with our Chinese tutor, which not only helped us learn the language, but also helped us learn a lot about the culture. Let's hear some more advice from Ben on how to get away from the city. So living in Western China and hosting foreigners on a lot of retreats, and adventures and helping them get out of the big cities. I know more than anyone that foreigners experience a lot of stress in big cities. Cities of 15 million, 20 million people, Guangzhou, Shanghai, Shenzhen, Beijing. These are big cities with a lot of traffic and you can make a lot of money there and do a lot of amazing things. There's a lot of amazing nightlife, but at the end of the day, you're very, very tired. And my advice is find your own little sacred space. This is my little sacred space here. It's just a little walking path along the river. Obviously, I'm still inside the city, but this is where I kind of go out to gather my thoughts in and kind of get my heart a little bit settled because I find in the city, everyone's kind of running around a big pace. They're stuffing into big buses. They're stuffing into subways. Everyone's kind of running this way and that. And everyone's just kind of working on someone else's schedule. And uh, there's not a lot of time for yourself because as foreigners, honestly, we get a lot of attention in China, especially where I live in Western China. I'm one of the only foreigners out here. And you kind of have that feeling as a foreigner that you're always kind of being looked at. There's a lot of attention being given to you and it's not all bad attention. Amidst that attention, find a place where you can kind of just be yourself. You can let your guard down a little bit and be a little goofy, get out in nature and enjoy yourself. Living in a big city can be quite overwhelming, especially when you are a foreigner. James and I always try to escape the city on our holidays. To help us find places to go, we use the Lonely Planet book. The Lonely Planet book has information on all of the provinces in China and can help you find unique places to go. When you're booking your holiday in China, you can use the WeChat services to help book the flights and trains. However, we really recommend also using Trip.com. Trip.com is perfect to use for booking flights, trains, or accommodations and has one of the best English customer services that you'll be able to find in China. Up next, we're gonna have more advice from Aaliyah as she shares an important mindset that you should have when moving to China. My advice today for people moving to China who have never been before and just living abroad in general is that you should definitely remain with an open mind. Come here expecting anything to happen. Expect 
all walks of life to come into your life, all different types of personalities, people who have had opportunities and people who haven't had opportunities. There's everyone who is living in this country on this side of the world. Especially for people of color, you must be open for different types of opportunity and different types of people who have never seen you before, to be honest, who have never seen people that look like you or look like me ever in their lives. I can't tell you the amount of times I've had like unsolicited hair touching or skin touching or comments like, wow, is your hair real? Like just simple, small things like that. You must not let it get under your skin because that's something that can sometimes ruin your experience, but also if you have an open mind to it, then sometimes it can be like a teaching moment or an experience that you know you can walk away and laugh a little bit about. Sometimes it's just not what they ever come across. A lot of people here have never traveled abroad and people in China, in the more rural areas, in the smaller cities, sometimes they've never really encountered other individuals with darker skin and curlier hair. They are very curious, especially the children. They're very curious about where you come from, who you are, why you look the way you look, and it just is what it is. I think that you really have to come here with an open mind and an open heart and be able to kind of take these kind of things and take these encounters, not personally, but maybe take them as a learning experience for others. With all of that being said, I haven't had very many negative encounters. Most of them are very positive and just full of curiosity. When you're traveling and you're meeting people from all over the world, you are not going to be the norm everywhere you go. So definitely come here with an open heart, open mind, and be accepting to these kind of experiences or encounters. There's so many people that actually look like us over here on this side, especially in Shanghai. Come to Shanghai. There's ways and opportunities to do everything that you want to do here in China. I just say take the leap and come on over. Keeping an open mind is one of the most important things that you can do when moving to China or anywhere in the world. We want to give a big thank you to all the people who have given their advice in this video. And if you want to check out more from their channels, go ahead and click the description below. We hope that this advice is going to help you when you decide to move to China. And if you've already been living in China, leave us a comment leaving some of your advice. If you like this video, make sure to give it a thumbs up and go ahead and subscribe to our channel and everyone else who helped us make this video. We'll see you in the next one. See ya. Bye.